Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Stepping Up, Becoming Who You Are Meant to Be podcast. Uh, My name is Nikki Gingrich, and we are here with episode number three. Oh, this just feels so good. Before we get into today's episode, I'm just going to give you a little brief information about what it's about. So before I get started, because I want to practice what I'm preaching or what I'm sharing with you, I wasn't sure what I was going to talk about today. There's kind of been a few things rolling in my head and and I was listening to another podcast because trust me, if you don't listen to podcasts regularly, although if you're listening to this, you probably do, I highly recommend you do it. It's a great way to take in information and to digest information in a car ride. I love doing it in my car. And what I'm starting to get used to doing is I start one in the car after I drop the kids off at school listen to it on the way home. And then once I get home, I continue continue listening before I really start and diving into my work. So I'll listen as I um, make breakfast or um, lately I've been making my um, chai. So I'll make my chai tea or whatever it is. And I'm listening and I'm, I'm digesting this information and I'm listening to just inspiring people. And that's what I'm hoping I can give to you. So I wasn't sure what I was going to talk about today. And in the podcast I was listening to uh, is actually a manifestation babe. She's amazing. Um, Don't listen with your kids around though, because she does curse. But she was talking about um, listening to your intuition. And I I love love the topic of listening to your intuition because it's something that's been so profound for me on my journey of leaving work and becoming an entrepreneur. And I want to continue leaning into my intuition. I don't want it to knock me over the head like it did when I left my job, but I want it to be something I do day in and day out. And as I go into this business of being an entrepreneur, I want to make sure what I'm doing continues to serve me and it continues to align with me. And I feel good about the work I'm doing because I really, I now have the freedom to do what I want to do. So I want to make sure it's it's the right thing and it feels good to me. So she was talking all about that today and in one of her stories she was sharing how she was working on a program and it just wasn't feeling good for her and it was making her feel very heavy and dense and and she just went and leaned into her intuition and sat down and she wrote some things out and she sat still and really listening to what's happening rather than keeping busy and go, go, go to really take a step back and listen. And she was actually able to come up with a compromise where she still did the program, but she did it in a way that felt good for her. So you can listen to that podcast that's over at Manifestation Babe. So in that notion of realizing how important it is to be still, and I've realized since leaving work back in June and having the summer with the boys that I very much have fallen out of my my routine of sitting in silence and really meditating. So I had a very strong meditation practice for quite a few months and it was a great routine. I'd wake up in the morning, I would meditate, I'd wake up at 5 a.m., I would walk the dog or I would meditate and then I would go about my day, wait for the kids to wake up and all that stuff. So it was really the only time I got quiet space was like super early in the morning and it worked for me. It worked perfectly for a very long, for quite a few months Then once I left work and my schedule changed and adjusting to being home with the kids and having them over the summer, not having to go into work, but still wanting to wake up early. So I kept trying this routine of waking up early and I kept, 
I continually tried to do my meditation early in the morning. And every time I would do it, I would end up falling back asleep or I was just too tired. Like I just, because I knew once I meditated, there was really not much. I didn't have to get showered and get ready for work. Like it was just, our mornings were much slower and we went at a much slower pace and I just wasn't as rushed. So that need to really sit and be still wasn't quite, it wasn't fulfilling me. It wasn't aligning with me, but I know the importance of it and I've continued. So it's not to say I haven't meditated or I haven't sat still. It just hasn't been a, a regular practice and I do it every day at 5 a.m. Like that just hasn't been happening, but I'm still taking the time when it feels right, when I need to. And now that both of my kids are back in school full time, I want to get back into a routine and I want to, not the same routine, but I want to create a new routine of this is what I do. And, and so this is week two of them being back in school, both of them being back in school. And what's working for me right now is to kind of take my quiet time um, as soon as I get home from dropping them off. So I took the time today and what I asked myself today was, after I listened to my podcast, I put some food in my stomach. I made my tea. I'm now sitting down on the floor in my bedroom. I was like, what am I going to talk about? And and I was just going to kind of start writing. And I was like, nope. After listening to that podcast, I'm just going to be still. And I put on, um, I Google, I YouTube some vibrational music, which I just learned about. It's essentially, you know, the music you hear in yoga. It's that quiet music and there's a whole vibration to it. And we live in a world full of vibrations whole other topic. But I just put on some music on YouTube, no guided meditation. I just wanted to sit and just be with my own thoughts and be with my body and feel and kind of listen to what was coming to me. And what was coming to me was this notion of you want to be still in order to get to where you want to find a topic for your podcast. Well, girlfriend, here's your topic. (laughs) That's literally what was coming to me. I was like, oh, I, I see the irony. I hear you now be still. Let's talk about being still. So I want to talk about being still. I want to talk about being present. And I want to talk about listening, truly listening to other people. And I'm going to start with when I started thinking about being still. Uh, I want to, one of my very first clients who took a risk on me when I was first leaving work, he was the person who uh, two weeks before I left work, I had a contract with and knew I was going to have income coming in uh, for the month of July. So I credit him for being so kind as to take a chance on me and to put his trust in me. So his book is, his name is Danny Bader and he's a wonderful, wonderful human being. And one of his, his very first book that he wrote is Back from Heaven's Front Porch. Back, I'm going to do this slowly, Back from Heaven's Front Porch. Sorry, when I get excited, I talk too fast. And it's, what's great about it is I spent so much time reading all personal development books and self-help books and, you know, how to become a better person and all of these things. What's great about his is it is a personal development book and it talks about his five principles to creating a happy and fulfilling life. And in that he, excuse me, he, it's a fictional story. So the first half of the book is very much a situation that happened to him. So Danny, he died and came back to life years ago in the early 1990s. And he came back to life. Him and his friend died. He came back to life and his friend did not. And the story is about 
his journey from that, from that moment and, and coming to where he is and, and coming up with these five principles. But it is, it's written in a very, it's a fictional novel. The first half of the story is very much based on what happened to him. And then the second half of the novel is fictional, but it goes through each of his five principles. And the be still principle uh, is one of, it is truly one of my favorite because in our world of go, 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 and we need to do this. And we constantly have that need of if I'm not doing anything, I'm not productive. And to me that that never felt good. I never felt okay with go, 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 go. Oh my gosh, I have to work more. I have to work harder. I have to hustle. No matter where I was in my life, that never felt good to me. But it was the world I felt like I was surrounded in. I'm surrounded by all of these these people or these type A personalities that tell me I need to work, 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 and I need to go to work for eight hours every day. And if I'm not working for every second of those eight hours, I'm clearly not being productive. And what I've learned in being still is that's where we can be the most productive. So Danny starts um, this the chapter of Be Still with his quote, his very own quote is, it's often in the absence of sound that we hear the most. So profound. It's often in the absence of sound that we hear the most. Gosh, I love that. It's so good. And it is, it's literally about being still. And uh, I decided to, before I started recording, was to just flip through the chapter and just kind of reread, but not fully reread, but just kind of take the nuggets and see what Again, what was speaking to me or what I was like, oh, look at this. Oh, what does this mean? Or how does this make me feel? And the one line, there's a whole line in here. Oh, gosh, I'm sorry. And the the main character in the book, his name is Jake. And this woman is talking to Jake and she says, Jake, there's an energy that we all have the opportunity to access. And it's usually very individual for people. It's available when we slow down and disengage from our physical world and the distractions that this world produces. So true. We have an energy and we cannot hear our intuition if we don't stop and listen to it. If we continue to move and we continue to push when our body is just saying, put on the brakes and slow down. That's when the greatest messages can come to you. When your brain is quiet and clear, that you can get that moment of true clarity, true peacefulness. I recorded episode two and it was hard for me to record that episode because I was very much living in that state of, I need to live in abundance or I'm going to go nutty. And I knew I needed to record that episode. I knew I needed to record that episode for that reason, because I needed to get that, that message out. And for me, it was going to help me release a lot. And honestly, when I hit done on that recording, I felt this weightlessness, this heaviness that was in my body, just, it literally just stripped away. My hands fell to the floor. My palms were open. My shoulders had dropped. And I'm feeling it now. Like I can feel it now. There's a lightness in my chest. I'm just, oh, that's the feeling you want to strive for. That feeling of 
oh, I'm doing, it just feels good. It feels good within your heart. It feels good within your gut, within your soul. And there's a lightness within your body. But at the same time, you have this lightness, but you're energized. You're not, you know, feeling like you're swimming through molasses. Like literally you are fighting an uphill battle. You're not, you're you're squeezing your way through. You have to move these big boulders out of the way. And this is how I believe a lot of us go through our lives that we need to push through and there's this mountain ahead of us and we need to chisel that mountain down, knock our way through and get through to the other side as fast as we humanly can. And I don't believe that's the purpose of what we're supposed to do. I believe we're supposed to climb that mountain and we're supposed to take step after step to get to the top. And I've got a great metaphor and a great experience for this because my husband and I a few weeks ago returned from a vacation in Colorado and we were at the <clears throat> the Rocky Mountains, Rocky Mountain National Park. And to say we did a little bit of hiking is an understatement. We hiked a lot and it was amazing. I live in Northeast Pennsylvania near the Poconos and, and we came home and I was like, these aren't mountains. Because the Rocky Mountains are so just beautiful and amazing. And there's these massive, massive mountains. And literally, they come out, I swear they come out of the middle of nowhere. I, naive me, didn't realize that, you know, half of Denver is very, very flat. And the other half of Denver is the Rocky Mountains. And we got to the airport and we're driving around. And I remember looking looking at my husband and I was like, I thought we were hiking I don't see any mountains. Like, where are these mountains you, you've continued to tell me about over the last 11 years? And as we're driving down this highway, you can see them and they're slowly coming up. Like you see them, they're far away. They almost look fake. They look like a picture. And then all of a sudden they get bigger and bigger. And you're like, where in the world did these mountains come from? And they're just massive. And it just blows your mind how the beauty of the world and how, you know, it makes seeing things like that. And, you know, similar to like looking up at the stars and going, what's, you know, it just kind of makes you go very deep and, you know, getting a little philosophical, but going, could you imagine the millions of years ago or however long ago it was that these mountains were formed? There was an earthquake or this happened, like these formed because things moved. Like It's just, it, it blows my mind kind of being in the middle of that and then thinking, wow, like how these happened, like how these mountains appeared here in this moment. And where we went, you have to drive through this canyon. And the canyon alone is mind blowing. And you're driving through the canyon and you look up above you and you can see where the it's the, the river, the Big Thompson River created this canyon. And you just and I my husband was driving because thank God, because all I could do was look up. And I can't tell you how high it was, but I remember looking up and just going, a river flowed through here. And I mean, above me, you can see how this river created this canyon. And it was just, God, God is, the work he creates is just amazing. It was, and then to think about how it happened and look at us now, and now there's a road in the middle of this canyon and it was flooded, you know, five years ago and they re- rebuilt it. So now it's reopened and just the majesticness of it. I don't even know if that's a word, majesticness, but it was majestic and it was incredible. 
So to look at God's work and the world around us and to literally take that moment when you look up and your breath is taken from you and you're like, oh my God, look at this. Look at this. That is being still. That is taking the moment. And it's funny, we got out of the canyon and I remember thinking, oh, I should have taken pictures because where we were going, we didn't have to drive through there. We only went through there. Oh, we went through there when we went into the, back into the city, into Denver. But I kept thinking, oh God, I need to remember this. And it's so funny in this world of, oh my gosh, I need to take this picture. Oh my gosh, I need to remember this. How often do we put the phone down and not take the picture because we want to see it with our own eyes and we want to take in that moment and we want to breathe it in. We want to smell the smells that are around us. We just want to embrace this moment and not take a picture of it. Maybe take a picture in five to 10 minutes, but stop in that moment and just close your eyes or keep your eyes open to look to see what's around you so that when you do close your eyes, you can bring yourself back to that exact moment. Because I, as I tell you that story about the canyon, I can picture us, my face and all just driving through and my husband smiling and laughing at me because, you know, he had been through here before. And so it was, you know, it's like when you watch things through, if you have children or you're around small children and they experience something for the first time to see their all and their wonderment, I swear that's why I probably looked like a toddler, like in awe, just driving through this place. And, and I continued to feel that way on each of our hikes. And again, that moment of not taking a picture of, I didn't, I wasn't all about taking pictures on our hike. I mean, my husband was, he's like, I need a picture of this and I need a picture of that. But he's also been in that moment. He's been on those mountains. He's been on those mountains before we, um, you had on a smartphone to take a picture instantly where you had to bring your camera with you. And he was able to take in all of those moments years prior on his previous trips. Whereas I was like, I just need to step back and take this all in. And as so to get back to our mountain, I totally sidetracked. I apologize. But again, we need to take that slow climb up the mountain. So as we were doing these hikes and climbing up these mountains, I didn't want to stop to pull out my phone every 10 feet. And literally, it was just putting one foot in front of the other. And that journey to the top was hard. I mean, it wasn't easy. <laughs> the one day it was raining and we actually had to turn around and come back because it just wasn't our day to go up the mountain. But we went back the next day. And it was still, it was cold and it was windy and we had hats and our ears were covered in gloves and you were just dying because you start at 2 a.m. You're just dying for the sun to come up so that you can get some warmth and to be grateful, to be able to A, watch the sunrise over the mountain beyond the clouds and then to be so grateful for, oh gosh, the sun's warmth, how good it felt and then at the same notion to continue walking up the mountain now, we didn't get all the way to the peak of this mountain. We did make it um, 13,200 feet, but we didn't make it to the peak. It was just too windy. And in my gut, again, another intuition fact was today's not your day to go to the top. You're going to come back and you're going to go up and that's okay. But still being at that point and looking out and turning around, I think one of my favorite things while we were hiking was turning around and looking down. And what you could see is especially early in the morning when the sun wasn't up yet, these people were, it was like just these curves, S curves down the mountain. And all you would see were these little lights. I mean, this mountain was crowded. There was a lot of people on it. And you just see these lights and you just see these people coming out to B, 
be in nature, to walk, to hike, to challenge themselves, to push themselves, to work a little bit harder than they did the day before, or maybe they've done it before and they just wanted to take it a little bit easier, but they're there, they're in the moment, you're surrounded by nature and you're just enjoying it, but you're taking that journey and you're going up the mountain and you're going slowly because you're just kind of winding. Like I said, it's these S curves and you're just winding back and forth and you're like, gosh, I just, why? And you know, those, there's actually signs on the mountain that says, you know, do not know shortcutting. And you're like, but I could just go up here and I could cut off like a good, like 30 feet and I could go walk up here through this little hill and this little bit of brush and just walk up, but you're not shortcutting. You're not. You're taking the long road and you're taking that journey and you're taking it step by step and that's okay. And you're taking those moments to pause and breathe because you do, you're going up really high, you get out of breath, you have to take those pauses to breathe and to stop and just catch your breath and be calm and be in the moment. And that's what this is about. So, you know, maybe we likely don't get to be on these mountains every single day. We don't get to go hiking up in the mountains all the time. So how can we find these moments of being still, of taking that time to be quiet and to sit with ourselves and to simply do that, to be present in the moment, to be still and to be present and to put a pause on life and to know that that pause is okay. No matter what that looks like for you, It could be stopping and just taking a few deep breaths. It could mean closing the door to your office and putting your head back and not having anyone bother you and doing that more than once a day, maybe two or three times a day, but maybe it's only for two or three minutes. It's taking a break from the desk and going out and taking a walk around the block. It could be turning on a guided meditation. It could be sitting in silence. It could be turning on a YouTube video and doing a little bit of yoga. Whatever that looks like to you is very personal. And that is your moment and your time. I've tried meditation in different ways before, but if it doesn't feel good, don't force it. Just try something else, but continue to find those ways to be still in your day, every single day to really take that time to be still, to listen to your body, to listen to yourself, to listen to your thoughts or to shut all those thoughts out and just listen to your breathing. You will be amazed. Literally, I'm going to read this quote as I end this podcast for you. This quote from Danny Bader. And again, the book is Back from Heaven's Front Porch. It's often in the absence of sound that we hear the most. So please take your moments to be still, to be present in your life. And trust me, you'll hear more than you ever thought you would. Thank you so much for joining me on this podcast. I'm so excited you're here. If you enjoy this podcast, please screenshot it and share it with me. You can email me. My email is NikkiGingrich at gmail.com. Please reach out to me. Let me know your thoughts. Let me know what you're thinking. Let me know what you would love to hear more of. And I will continue to be here for you. And I will look forward to being with you again next time. Have a wonderful day.